You need him. Good morning to Steve Fines. This feels weird. It, it is a bit weird. And, and can I apologise to listeners? Please, just apologise <laughs> in, gen- in general. In Blanket apology. It's a general apology and you apply it as and when. Well, the thing is, we're having to scoot around our week because obviously there's this holiday coming up on Thursday yes, and he's yes. going away and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, All it's, of that. It's, 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 it's um, end of summer madness, if I you know, ask but me. But it's, it's brilliant that you came along today because I've been working out my British summer times and stuff like this and I've worked out that pretty much it's actually 11.30, which would be 3.30 in the morning in England in the late 1800s when Jack the Ripper did his first crime. Slash. God, that's, a, that's an extraordinary segue. I don't know, why, I don't know, I, why I don't know where that I'm comes from. I'm fascinated by all this I, stuff. I, 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 I know this is one of your hobbies, you know, in, in, over weekend. What, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 apparently. So there he was, yeah, Whitechapel. Yeah. No, it, it, it was 3.30 in the morning in Whitechapel. I've been watching Ripper Street, which is oh, fantastic. Oh, which is fantastic. I've yeah. been watching that too. It's so very, that, if you can get your hands on it, I recommend there's a new, it. Well, there's a, there's a newish series. It just came out in the past few months. Excellent. Three. Anyway, it, it is. so yes. there you go. Jack the Ripper Day, bring in Steve Vines. Well, I think that's a good segue into our first subject, which oh, is... Um, it's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> which is which is very interesting, and and you won't hear me saying that very often. No, go on. Uh, no, there was a very interesting interview today in the South China Morning Post. Oh yeah, it breaks new grounds. Um, and I didn't say that. And uh, what it is is an interview with Jan Yuk Singh, the um, president of the Legislative Council, who of course is a stalwart of the pro-government camp, and, and he has said, yeah. But he's one of the, of course, as uh, as often been said on this programme before, he's one of the real deal guys. He's not one of the, uh, you know, colonial lackeys who, who, who suddenly became as anti-colonial as uh, as you ever could be. I mean, he's he's an old, old-style communist. So, you know, he's he's been consistent throughout the piece. Anyway, he's a leading member of the DAB, obviously a leading member of the clandestine Communist Party, which doesn't exist, apparently. No. Um, but... One of the things he is, is he's, he's rather more honest than the rest of them. And he says today that, you know, I'm getting worried about the one country, two systems. It does <laughs> seem to be undermined in Hong Kong. Why hasn't this been looked at? It's a very fair question. And it is interesting that he's starting to ask this question now. You have James Teen, the former leader of the Liberal Party, and I gather now the chairman of the Liberal Party. I don't know how that works out, but anyway... Um, who's saying, you know, that's CY, you can't trust him. He's he's meddling like hell and he's inviting the mainland to meddle like hell in, for example, the internal affairs of Hong Kong U, he says. And, of course, he's very well placed to know this because these are his mates. He says, I know people on the council of the Hong Kong University uh, who have been nobbled, you know, have been told, do not vote for this man, Chan. But that's well being denied. Well, yeah, so that can't be true. No. Okay. Except for the people who've actually been nobbled, nobbled say yeah. it has happened. So um, you, you believe what you want and, um, uh, uh, yes. Take it, but the yeah. fact of the matter is that um, these are two very leading lights in the pro-establishment camp. James Teen, of course, was very famous for being one of the pivotal people who turned on a penny when Tung Chi tried to introduce the anti-subversion legislation, proprietess Regina Ip. She doesn't talk about that anymore, but never mind. That was She was leading the charge on that. And um, it helped very decisively, I think, in getting it shelved. So what you can say about James Teen is he's quite a good reader of the mood. 
barometer. He, he's a barometer. He's a weather vane. Whatever <laughs> you want to talk about, even even during British summertime. And uh, yeah, sorry. About that. <laughs> and you know, it is significant that he has chosen to intervene um, because. You've got that. You've now got Junyuk Singh. I think something is happening within the pro-government camp. And I think what is happening is as clear as the nose on your face. It's they're getting really, really worried about the de facto leader of the camp, CY Leung. When they th- just feel this man is a liability. When things and crumble only from way, inside, that's, that's when the that's damage when is really in, done. Indeed, that's when, that's when the edifice starts to crumble. And the fact that these people, and and they're the public face of it, if you talk to a lot of people in private, (laughs) bring up the subject of CY Learn. I've never seen so many eyebrows being raised at such a a fast pace. But, of course, most of them um, are weasel-like and they're looking for new jobs and they're looking for new honours, so they keep quiet. But in this case, you've got two people who have decided uh, maybe... Maybe public service motivates them. Gosh, who who would have thought such a thing could happen hmm. in Hong Kong politics? But they've decided, no, 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 we've got to break ranks because this is, this is dangerous. I mean, if you think what was the dialogue or what was the, 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 the story that was being spun in the wake of the Occupy movement was that, oh, well, you know, we can shelve all this talk about democracy now because we've defeated the Occupy movement in itself, an interesting concept. Yep. Um, you know, we'll round them up in, in time, which is what we saw last week. They've started to do these arrests. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to really crush them when it comes to elections because people are going to be really fed up with these chaps and chapesses who are not supporting the government. Well, I think they're coming in for a nasty shop. I don't think the upcoming district council elections will be a clean sweep for the anti-democrats, as they assumed confidently that it would be. There is not the smallest iota of evidence that they've managed to increase the level of popularity of CY Lung. Even if I say those words, um, you can hear hollow laughter all around. I mean, that man is, is still way in the doldrums. But as the days go on, the story gets worse and worse. I mean, the way they're handling this water crisis, etc., etc. I mean, the level of credibility... growing. This is turning into a gorgon, this thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, unbelievably. Yeah. You know, by the day, new pollution is found. And by the day, you've got these little bureaucrats screwing around going, no money, no money. No money, can't do anything, can't do anything. Well, the latest is we don't mind if people buy their own gear. Yeah, that's... What they mean is please buy your own gear. Well, I think what they mean is um, we're the government, but you can't hold us responsible for anything happening in in, in the public space. Hmm. Well, good luck with that argument. I don't think people are going to be very persuaded by it. Just back to where you started, the thing about the Hong Kong University, all all of the above, yeah, whatever. But the key thing is whenever there's an accusation of of nobbling, as you say, there's there's a categorical denial, which which comes down to to a lie. If if, if, if what you're saying is true, a barefaced lie. What they always bank on, and anybody who's followed the Ashley Madison scandal will know that what, what people have banked on is that that you can always hide stuff you want to hide. Well, it hasn't worked too well for people who went on to that adultery site. Using and, government email addresses. And using government no, email addresses. Me. Yes, it says here, A Plonker, you know, <laughs> Department of the Environment, .hkgov.org. Darkness uh, to, yeah, to the I, I mean, But what I'm saying is that, that 
Always, yeah. always, these people think they can get away with it. So they'll tell the big lie. You know, you'll have Tony Blair saying, oh, we had irrefutable evidence of weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, therefore we had to invade, etc., etc., etc. And even in the days gone by, it was quite hard to cover up this sort of stuff. Now, with so much existing on the interweb... yeah. It really is getting very difficult. I mean, in a, in a sense, the Hong Kong government's been lucky that there's not the level of intense activity that you get, for example, around the American government or indeed around European governments by people hacking into the net and digging out their files. Mm. If that level of activity were mirrored in Hong Kong, and I'm not for one moment suggesting that it should be, I'm just saying if it well, were, they, I mean, if the, it were, can you imagine how long many of these lies would be sustainable. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some very, very heavy, insidious stuff in the United States. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. A lot of the things here are just nuts. Yeah. They're not, they're yeah. not, they're, they're embarrassing, but they're just nuts. But you nuts. know, but I mean, the, these seem to be just outright lies. No one has been nobbled on the University this is what I'm of Hong about. Kong. Um, Absolute council. denials. So if at the moment we don't actually have contrary evidence. So that, mean, mean, so that means Jung Yok Singh is lying if you want to play that game. Well, somebody's going to say or, that. Or, or, or James Teen is lying. I mean, uh, Jung Yok Singh, to be fair, hasn't addressed the Hong Kong U issue, but um, James Teen has. Well, you know, my. my <laughs> do you believe him? Do you believe Si Wai Lung? Well, you know, pay your money and take your choice. But my point is, I know it, where I'd it, pay my it's money. It's out there now. But, but it's out there. But I'm just saying the, the, the smoking gun is often very hard to find in these political scandals. Mm. But it's becoming easier to find. A lot of these things... You look at the problems that uh, um, Prime Minister Najib is having in, in Malaysia with this money that's gone up in smoke, which I think you're going to be talking about mm. later in the programme. Yep. You look at that. How was that discovered? Because there was a trail of inky fingers on the internet, <laughs> which was found by um, rather enterprising journalists. And... You know, he can deny it till he's blue in the face. But the fact of the matter is the inky trail is there. You know what? I've been doing some stuff with kind of spe <coughs> specialist-type blokes over the past few weeks, basically saying, you know, has the internet, has social media just become an absolute monster, a behemoth out of control, blah, blah, blah. We've had vigilante justice, the works. I should flip it on its head and say, has it done some good? Well, it's done both, hasn't it? Yeah. That's, that, that's the simple truth of the matter. Have terrible, terrible things happened on the internet? Of course they have. Mm. You know, you look at um, some of the ways that people responded to that um, on-camera shooting of the, the, you know, the, the TV reporter in the States and the cameraman. People say, you know, how did... I mean, that's the sort of stuff that you expect to see on the internet, but it's somehow bled into mainstream media. It has. That they will show pictures on air of people being shot but You know killed. what the big deal was? The Washington Post did an article, and it was having a go at the New York Post, not the New York Times, because yeah. the New York Post printed as one of its pictures, an, you know, an actuality yeah. picture, that that gunman took, not yes. one of the yes, journalists took. You he, know what I'm saying? And he was... But, but the, the, what I'm saying is he, he, he the gunman, yeah. had posted all of this online yep, yeah. through, I think it was YouTube, wasn't it? Or, or anyway, through some social media And it got outlet. yanked. And, of course, you know, you, you can now... You can grab that off the net. It's yeah. not even I could do that. So the, it must be the old, the old. Um, so the line that is drawn between what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable is fading. The line that's being drawn between all news 
is generated by professionals or people who are in some way in the media yeah and citizen journalism that line is 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 a lot longer than it used to be yeah help me on this one so i mean the Washington Post is a great paper. The New York Post, I really don't know it, but well, it it's gets... it's a murder it, paper. It, 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 it gets... But the, the New York Post gets um, criticised and slagged off yeah. all the time for it, being cheap it, and tacky. It, it, it is cheap and but tacky. But using that, using that picture, which was, in essence, a picture of police doing... Or whatever it was. It was, mm. it was a picture of stuff, but it was taken by that bloke. Where yeah. does that leave you as a journal? I... Well, I've been a newspaper... Oh, editor, editor, rather. I've yeah. been a newspaper editor, I can tell you. If that came onto my desk, I'd say we wouldn't publish it. Fair play. I, I think there is a line. I really do think there is a line. I, I remember when I, I was editing the Eastern Express, we had a particularly grisly picture oh, yeah. that was appearing in the... Um, uh, well, anyway, it was appearing in many Chinese-language newspapers that day. It was it was to do with an assault on an on underage girl. And I just said, we're not having that in our paper. We, of course, will refer to the story because it was a story of legitimate public interest. But I just didn't think that as a... What's the word? I don't know, I sound too pompous about this. But no, as a editor. responsible newspaper, we should be publishing those sort of pictures. Yeah. And I don't think people... Need, I mean, I know there's vicarious pleasure or whatever the word is. I don't know what horrible word you ought to use for this, for seeing this stuff. Yeah. But I, I just think... Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, standards. This one Nothing was in- wrong with a few standards. This one was interesting. Yeah, this one, and it was your call. This one was mm. interesting to me because journalists are supposed to be impartial. Sometimes it's hard not to be for them, I guess. But, well, it was their own colleagues, but, yeah. But, but this was not impartial. Even if it was an impartial-looking picture, it was taken by that bloke. You yes. see what I mean? So no, by no, its no, very no. nature. This is, this is, this is a, a, a very serious matter because here is somebody in the middle of, of enacting a very serious crime. I mean, there's no more serious crime than murder, actually. Well, maybe murder combined with other ghastly things. But anyway, it's a very serious crime. Big time, yeah. Would you... Would anybody in their right mind give any kind of sucker and comfort to the person who is guilty of that crime mm. when it is his specific purpose, it was his stated purpose, we don't need to guess at this, to do it in public and to generate publicity for the crime. To film it, why should you? Why should you give him any sucker? I wonder if the job of a newspaper editor has become ridiculously difficult now compared to even 20 years ago. Yes. Something like that. That's a yes. massive issue, isn't yes. it? I mean, The best well, picture of the when, crime when, scene when is I, done by when, the perp. When I was editing uh, a paper, we didn't have that volume of competition mm. from the net. So it is more difficult, and I understand that it's more difficult. And I understand that, for example... You look at this awful human tragedy of all these people, these refugees who are locked in the van. Yeah. Um, Some papers chose to show pictures of that. I haven't seen any yet, but I'm sure they're out there. There are in Europe. There is pictures of that. And, uh, you know, remember there's a a one-year-old baby in there. I mean, it's it's all ghastly. Again, I I understand that that this is a human tragedy of immense proportions Mm. and you do want to bring it home. It's not the same as the murder. That's a different issue, although these people were indeed murdered. But I'm not saying it's the perpetrator of that crime isn't responsible for these images. But again, I just wonder whether you really should show them. 
I really do. The thing is, these days as well, we mustn't forget that people have become somewhat desensitised to all of this grisly, yeah. grisly stuff. Again, much more than they would have been X years ago. So the, the standardised level of what we're supposed to accept has either gone up or down. I'm not sure which. I'd say down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Hmm. And uh, I'm not quite sure how we got to this. But no, but it's fascinating but it, it, stuff. It is, it is very interesting. And also, I mean... The problem with all of this is that the corollary of this is you then get the argument, you know, how do you control the net in the same way as people say, how do you control the media? You can't. And the simple answer is you can't. It's it's a bit like prohibition when they try to control sales of alcohol. What you, you do... <laughs> well, not only did, did, did they not control sales of alcohol, people didn't stop drinking, but they gave an enormous boost to organised crime. Hmm because the only people who were organised to distribute alcohol were criminal gangs. Yeah. And the criminal gangs from that day of prohibition got stronger and richer <laughs> ten times over. So if you think, if some smart Alec is going to come and tell you, ah, oh, well, now, I tell you what, we're going we're to control the internet. Mm. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget and about this thing it. about right to be forgotten and everything. There's yeah. so many interesting topics yeah. here. I'll tell you how we got to it, because you were saying that a lot of the naughtiness, the numptiness and the dodgy, you know, sticky fingers... It gets found out. It's getting found there's out. No, and, there's nowhere to hide. And there are a whole bunch of people in Hong Kong, groups, you know, web, well, what are they, Facebook groups, etc. Yeah. They make it their business yeah. to do this. I'm just saying, actually, though, it's at a lower level here than it is in yeah. the States and Europe. And if the same level of surveillance and hacking was to go on here... I wonder what it would discover. We will come back after the news. It's morningbrew at rthk.hk. Slightly different way round this week, but if you want to say hi to Steve and join in, please. I'm Steve Vines. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Next. Next. Um, well, next would be... Um, There's this another story today in, in today's papers about the burgeoning level of these so-called non-accountable cash allowances which are given to civil servants. Nothing to see here. Move on, please. <laughs> I know I'm on government premises, and I, I do apologise. But, I mean, it does tell you something about the very dysfunctional way in which all of these things are done. When the um, housing allowance for senior civil servants was abolished in 2005... Um, one of the main priorities of the bureaucracy was to make sure that civil servants didn't actually lose any money because that would have been against the basic law, uh, the UN Convention of Human Rights and etc, etc. So they said, I'll tell you what, we will bring in these uh, non-accountable um, cash allowances and but it's all right, it'll only be for a few people and it was for 40. Well, apparently that number... Oh, sorry, well, it wasn't 40. I think it was for um, 85 people at the, Still, at the it's outset. Not many. It's not many. Well, that number, that number, that number apparently is now something like 4,000, which even by my maths is more than 85. And it apparently is going to cost the taxpayer, that would be some of the people listening to this programme, a, a billion bucks or thereabouts next year, which is, you know, I mean, it's other folks' money, so according to the government, it doesn't matter. Actually, I don't have a problem with civil servants being paid the rate for the job, but I do have a problem with the way it's done. Because if you have these things called non-accountable allowances, you are not actually having a proper pay scale. I mean, if the pay scale is, you know, Joe Bloggs A gets 20000 a month, Joe Bloggs B gets twenty five, etc., etc., it's a pay scale. You know where you are. Yeah. It's 
and it's a pay scale being funded by public money. This is the key point. If Joe Bloggs is earning a hundred grand a month, and then uh, well, yeah, but we can slip you another, you know, <laughs> we can slip you another. 14, you make it sound so delightfully four, 14, seedy. Fourteen to twenty. Uh, uh, no, I mean, no, no, no questions asked. Don't worry, it's all in the system. That ceases to be a transparent and accountable pay scale for the public service. So I'm not actually saying that, that civil servants shouldn't be paid, but I am saying that there, it is behoven on a public service to do all this yeah. in a proper manner. And yet again, you have this ridiculous thing of where you stop one system, which was the You've housing system. system, which which clearly was... Uh, an anachronism, you know, it was all designed for Brits coming out. They know, stopped and, all the permanent and pensionable yes, stuff. It's all contracts all now. That, all of that stuff. And then, you know, so it should have been. But instead of saying, well, what we'll do is we'll actually go back to the drawing board and see how this can be done on proper pay scales, like they're having grown up companies all over Hong Kong and uh, the rest of the world. And we'll, you know, we'll pay people on a pay scale and everybody can see what it so is. So, what's the technicality here? The technicality here is that, that they, they, they thought, oh, because well, we've got one system, we've got to bring in another system. Instead of saying, we'll just consolidate it's that time. money into the pay scale. Now, the reason they didn't do that is very obvious, because it would have meant that an elite group of very highly paid civil servants <coughs> would have had an enormous pay rise that year. Now, they could have explained to they were blue in the face that, that in terms of money in the pocket... Or, or in the Swiss bank or wherever yeah, it went. Cayman Islands. It, it was actually more or less the same amount. But, you know, it's, it's sheer timidity and stupidity that stops them doing things in a sensible way. So they should have just grasped the nettle and said, look, look, it's actually the same sum of money, but we're now going to, we get, we're now going to behave like even private companies behave. I like the non-accountable bit, though. I like the non-accountable bit. I mean, indeed, the whole government. But mind you, mind you, this is a government led by C.Y. Leung, in case anybody's not awake, who had firmly pledged at the time of his <coughs> election, 689 votes, um, that he, during his term of office, would not accept a pay rise because senior civil servants were already paid enough. And that must account for the fact that in January of this year, he awarded himself a pay rise of 5.68%. You may say there's a contradiction between those two statements. I couldn't possibly comment. I'm not going to say anything. No, I'm not going to say anything either. <laughs> That's I don't think, I, but check I, it out. I mean, if you've said unequivocally you ain't going to take a pay rise and then you give yourself a pay rise within the year of saying you're not going to have a pay rise or you're not going to award yourself a pay rise and remember the pay rise was awarded by himself to himself so there's a certain symmetry to that as you may know i work for these geezers Do and you? i'll tell you what Do i'd you? much rather take a, i'd much rather take, I'd take a nice private sector all the bells and whistles yeah. actually i wouldn't i'm kidding but the thing is i mean in the private no, sector it's much better than the government no, th- this if you get th- that kind th- of this level is, this is this is a fact i mean particularly if you're in a, an industry that pays very big bonuses but you so, so my argument has never been i don't actually want to see a poorly paid civil service because i don't think that's in the public interest but i do think you need transparent pay scales that that i think is in the public interest you're saying it just doesn't make a lot of sense no i'm saying it's not transparent because when they publish the pay scales they, oh, well, they, they don't are, add that bit they are they are patently false yeah I mean, you know, you have to be accountable. I mean, the word public has a meaning. That's why it's called the public service. Next. Next. Oh, well, next. Funny you should say that. There is a bit of next going on here. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we could um, talk about 
And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still in the civil service. Go on then. But one of the most admired leaders of the current civil service, Paul Chan, who's the Secretary for Environment uh, Planning, um, private plots of land owned by his wife, and various other things. So he comes out this week. I mean, why is he still there? <laughs> it's a total mystery to Would me. Would you want that job? Uh, well, there is that. There is that. And he is actually one of the few people who's actually a friend of C.Y. Leung, so... He's in an elite group there. But anyway, he comes out this week and says, you know those trees they knocked down in Bonham Road? Historic trees. Overnight, very quickly. Overnight. Um, he says, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But the reason we did it was, um, um, and um, also because of, um, oh, it's very hot in here. <laughs> I mean, who has confidence in that man? What he's saying is, he's either saying that he's I got... Goofed. No control over his own department. And, yeah. you know, they went out at night, cut down the trees, didn't bother to tell him. A perfectly plausible explanation. Likely. Perfectly plausible explanation. Or he's saying, had I known that cutting down trees that were, you know, much loved and blah, 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 um, I wouldn't have up? done you it. You just reminded me. Go on. I just well, no, me. I was just saying. I mean, I mean, neither of those explanations is, is going to warm the cockles of my heart. It just adds up to man not fit for job. There is a group floating around again on social media. I don't know what it's called. They, they're called they, they've given this wall of treeness down in Bonham Road a, yes. a, a nice name. And you may laugh. It's, I don't know, democracy tree land or something. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But the point is, yes, it's horrible to see these lovely old trees going. But you know damn well this is nothing about that. This is once again... Um, a cat- what's the word? It's, it represents, it's a catalyst, it represents yeah. something way yes, yes. bigger. People putting messages yeah. up and stuff. And it, and it represents, in, the, in, in this particular instance, as you say, I mean, it is about the four trees because... Of course, people, yeah, but, it, but it's also it's allegorical. About, <laughs> it's also about accountability. It's also about heritage. It's also about the environment. Now, this man, Paul Chan, apparently runs a department with, which has environment in the name. Who right. knew? Um... Actually, does it have environment in the name? Maybe it doesn't. It's planning, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. You need to brush up on your civil service, I need to brush up on my civil service. I am going to go outside and read 100 lines. I must improve my knowledge of that civil service. But the fact of the matter is that what people are concerned about at root is arbitrary decisions. Very good. (laughs) Sorry about that. Arbitrary decisions. And anybody who knows their Latin will know the root of that word. (laughs) Um, Taken about... Hong Kong's heritage and yeah. I'm delighted to say that people have got much more serious about it and they look around and they say you know if you really want big glasses, walls of glass and big slabs of concrete to be the only thing that is epitomising the, the design of Hong Kong go for it but we don't want it we want something better and we've had something better and we could keep something better if only the people in charge would pay a bit of attention. Yeah. I've just found something I wanted to say just a minute ago when you were talking about um, Hong Kong University. Is it, I want you to tell me, is this newsman speak? Because here it is. Here, here's the denial. The government has rejected an allegation made by the Liberal Party legislator, James T, <coughs> that the chief executive has been interfering in the internal affairs of HKU. In a statement, a government spokesman described the claim as, quote, totally unfounded. Now, is that a denial or is that a technicality saying that James didn't say why? Is it a technicality or is it a lie in newspaper man speak? Totally um, unfounded. I think I've got to be very careful here, so I'll call it a lie. Yeah? I think that's a lie. I think that's a lie. Because if, I, I mean, if he'd said the because, reasons why he thought X, Y and Z, yeah. then that would be fine. Well, well, there's always wiggle room. There's always wiggle room. I mean, 
you know, governments spend their life in that chamber where wiggle room occurs. So, you know, I'm sure that if the lie gets un, if the lie gets exposed, they will say, well, we didn't actually say that there hadn't been yeah. any pressure on these people. But what we did say was that um, all things considered and given a Thursday and the fact that... Um, uh, so it's a technicality. It's a technicality. And uh, I don't know where you got the impression that we ever denied it. It means having no foundation or basis in fact. So mm. they're double-thinking James Teen here. You know where I'm going yes. with this. They're, they're, they're saying... He, do, he has no basis in fact, but he's saying, I do, I just choose not to say it right now. Yeah. So- well, you know, it comes back to the, um, to, to, to the famous Bill Clinton deniable, oh, I yeah, did well. not have sex with that woman. Well, it comes back to your definition of which sexual acts are sexual. According to him, anything I can assure that, you what, that doesn't include, yeah. we maybe don't need to go there, but reader listeners will understand that doesn't include, shall we say, the full sexual act isn't sex. Yeah. Other people would say that um, other sexual acts are um, what it says on the label. But Singapore has a law. How do I put this delicately? Yes. That says if you don't do what is cons- what Bill Clinton did, if you do that, but you don't do the full Monty, you're, you're, you're it's illegal. Okay, yes. If you get that, well, yes. I'm going. That, that, that's why I admire Singapore so greatly. <laughs> Let's leave it there for now. Now you're going to be away for a couple of weeks. I will. Right? I will. So goodbye. I'll see. You. Have, happy travels. We'll see Stephen two or three.